you can only be as connected to the world around you as you have connected to yourself. Hello, welcome to the Active Ingredient Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and this is your destination for all things growth. Hello, welcome back to the Active Ingredient Podcast. I am so sorry that we didn't have an episode last week, but honestly, I was very sick with some crazy, insane cold. And I just wanted to give myself the week to really rest. And it, I mean, it was weighing on me, but I was just like, I feel like I will be misaligned if I show up and force myself to do a solo. I also like to do solos closer to the day that it goes live. And I just gave myself the week. So thank you so much for understanding. You guys loved last week's episode or two weeks ago on intentional PR and brand building. So that is an amazing indicator to me that I will be having more conversations. I'll be doing more Q&As on that. Some of you already submitted questions, but I, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to do another question box, probably closer to when I do it. I'm probably going to be doing those Q&A type episodes once a month, just because I feel like I still really want Active Ingredient to focus more on the inner work, on letting go of old belief systems that no longer serve and stepping into the ones that do and really finding those tools because, and I sound like a broken record, everything is a mirror. But with that said, it's such a huge part of my life. And I really do come alive when I talk about these things. And I love what I do. And I want to share all of the insights that I can, especially if you have something that is so important for you to get out in the world. Like That's really what I want to be here for is like to help people get their aligned messages out there in the world, because I believe that that's what's going to really change things up for the better. So um, you guys really like that episode, which is great for me to know. Expect more of that. And yeah, I wanted to kick off the show with a few updates. And of course, with our new segment, Letting Go to Let In, an update is that I am in New York for the entire month of May. I'm here for several things for work. But one of the main things is that our client, Sage and Sound, which is like truly the most epic, amazing wellness destination in the Upper East Side, they have everything from lymphatic drainage, massage, facials, acupuncture, Reiki, you name it, mani-pedis. They have like this insane cafe that's, I swear, I feel right now, one of my favorite, if not my favorite lunch spots in New York called Isle of Us. And they are doing an entire month of free programming. They have this space within the Oasis called The Study. And it's free programming all around conversations of connection, community, things that I know that the active ingredient community is just like, we're all about this. And when I did that episode of making friends as adults, I can't tell you how many people reached out and were like, I feel so seen. I'm going through this. I'm looking for aligned friendships. I don't know where to start. And something that I said on that on that show was that, you know, there are a lot of events out there or there are a lot of spaces that you can go be in and just kind of like be around that energy and start getting comfortable in those. This is one of those things. So if you are in New York, it is completely free. There are so many days of programming. So if a day doesn't work for you, there are several others for you to see if you can come to. And Sage and Sound does programming all the time. It's just that this whole month of May for Mental Health Awareness Month, these are free for community sake and just really trying to 
create that connection and not having like a barrier to entry. So I'm going to be at every single one of them. And the lineup of speakers, when I tell you, is it. It is so freaking strong. I mean, there's speakers that are going to be there talking on boundaries, on relationships, on play, on habits, on social media. And so many of the speakers actually have been guests on Active Ingredient and the episodes that you guys really, really love. So... If you're in New York, check it out. I'm going to have a link in the show notes to of where to sign up. And you can also just check out Sage and Sound's Instagram account and look at all of the speakers. I mean, it's just... I'm just so excited and I'm so proud to be a part of something that is... you know, It's just so meaningful and in alignment. So the letting go of and letting in this week is actually the same one that I said in the previous podcast because... I honestly have not done it. (laughs) And so I also want to normalize that. Like I had set that intention to let go of complaining and let in taking aligned action. And it's not that I haven't let in taking aligned action. I just like, I still catch myself in like defaulting to complaining. So you know what? It's back on the letting go of list this week. And let's normalize the fact that like sometimes we just don't hit it. (laughs) And that's totally fine. So this week, I am again choosing to let go of complaining. It does not serve me. Like I know this mentally, spiritually, I get it. Like it doesn't serve me. But for whatever reason, sometimes I default to it. And this week, my intention is to at least observe when it is that I'm leaning on it and seeing if I can have a more resourceful viewpoint. And I'm letting in taking aligned action so that that repetitive thing, because the things that I complain about really are a lot of the same things, how I can let go or change or take aligned action on things that I continuously find myself just talking about in this like complaining energy. It's just not it. So with that, This week's episode is about a subject that I keep bringing on here. And I mean, it very much aligns with what I just talked about with with what's happening at Sage and Sound. But I find it to be even more important this month because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. But instead of focusing the podcast theme on mental health as a category, I wanted to focus on what I find to be one of the biggest healers when it comes to any mental ailments, like anything that we're dealing with mentally, I find that the biggest remedy is connection. Connection means connection to self, connection to your environment, connection to the people in your life. It's just connection on all fronts, but really connection when we're having these mental ailments, a lot of times it's because if not all times, it's because we're disconnected. And it's not that you can ever really fully disconnect because like we're always, we're one with being our highest self, but sometimes it gets foggy. And so that fogginess feels like disconnection from being in close, clear proximity to our highest self, right? So connection is the antidote. That's why I'm so excited about these types of events and these types of things and tools that like really help us to come back to that connection point. And I'm not going to lie, even though I've been sick the past like week and a half mentally, I've also like been in it. Every time that I get sick, I confuse being physically sick with being mentally not well. And yeah, I just, I feel like it was like a combination of the two. 
I'm so excited to be doing and recording this episode. Not to say that I'm only going to be doing it when I'm in a better headspace, but like I genuinely feel like I gave myself the week and a half to go back to the grounding tools that I know that serve me, even if I'm not doing it consistently, even if I'm not like doing it at the level that I normally do it, but like just reverting back to the things that I know serve me, even on the days that really just feel like it's the last thing that I want to do. It's what helps me come back. It's what helps me like feel that connection point with myself, which again, everything's a mirror. So once you're connected with yourself, then you're just in more connection and attunement and alignment with the things that are around you. So as humans, we crave connection. We are hardwired for connection. We crave to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, and to really recognize a bond within ourselves and between everything and every person around us. We are literally not meant to walk this path alone. We're just not. And it's just innate to create these things. And when we don't have that in our lives, we feel disconnected. We feel disconnected from, like I said, self, disconnected from source, God, whatever you want to call it, disconnected from our environment, disconnected from our relationships, our jobs, our friends. Anything that we're in relation to will feel disconnected from it. And the disconnection, the separateness is what leads to mental ailments, which many times, and I would argue all of the times, is a physical manifestation. The disconnection, that separateness is what I believe leads to mental ailments, which I also believe is what leads to physical ailments, which is really just the body's way of kind of like ringing the alarm and being like, hey, like we're disconnected. Like I'm going to have a physical situation pop up so that you can slow down and get back to those roots. And sometimes when we're in these phases of disconnection, we, including me, naively lean on empty, quick fix things with this subconscious intention to quell the pain of being disconnected. And that could look anything like addiction to overeating, to mindless scrolling, being on your phone, overworking, overcommitting to things when you really actually don't even want to be doing them, taking on more than you can chew and more, you know, the list is just endless. But we do have so many empty tools available to us that are just so normalized. And while they might serve us in the immediate, they definitely do not serve in the long term. So if we have any sort of awareness in those moments where we're feeling disconnected to choose things with long term benefit, that's in my opinion, little by little, how we'll just find more solid ground with deep and long-lasting connection with self. So real connection all starts from the connection to your real self, which is your pure essence. It's the version of you, which is bigger than you. It's godly. That type of connection that everything else stems from. And I always say that you can only go as far as you have self-validated. And connection is under that same umbrella, or it's honestly one in the same. You can only be as connected to the world around you as you have connected to yourself. Because again, I really sound like a broken record, man, but everything is a mirror. Everything is a mirror. One cannot supersede the other. So for this episode, I wanted to give some tangible tools that have helped me personally a ton when I'm feeling disconnected. I literally had to use this this past week. This happens very frequently in my life. I'm someone that has big emotions. So with that comes going in and out of it. But these are some tools that really, really help me and they help me come home to 
feeling connected to myself. I really do feel that that coming in and out of is part of the human experience. And I also think that the disconnection points, if you have like hindsight, you can see that they were really the things that helped kind of pull you forward. And I don't want to like glorify being in those spaces for longer than you need to, because I don't think that like we're here to be in pain. But I do think that like sometimes they are nudges and they are like pushes forward to break through certain old patterns or to just kind of get you to this like realization or next phase or whatever that thing is. I sometimes feel that that uncomfortable feeling and that like nudge of disconnection could be guiding you to be even more connected than you were previously. So... I think the first thing when it comes to the tools that have helped me with this is, and this is a really hard one for me, is accepting that sometimes we're going to feel disconnected. And I said right now that like I come in and out a lot. And so the times that I'm feeling really connected and amazing, I can find myself attaching to that. And I can find myself being like, man, this feels so good. I feel so in alignment and alive. And I just don't want this feeling to end. And then when I start falling into these disconnected eras, I guess, I sometimes default to judging myself or shaming myself or just wishing that I was back to that version that was so much more in alignment. But I found that... And this literally just happened to me a week and a half ago. And I literally said it to my therapist. I was like, I just feel disconnected and I just want to go back to that feeling. It's really like the more that you force it, the more that you're like, I want to fit back into that thing that I was in, the longer you're going to be in that disconnection because it's, again, it's a quintessential part of being human. So if we can't accept it, and I'm saying this literally to myself as I'm saying this to this podcast, is that it is par for the course. It is par for the course. So accepting when we are in moments of disconnection and sitting with it and observing it and saying, okay, I'm currently in a moment of disconnection and I'm going to love myself anyway, even though I'm feeling disconnected, even though I'm not showing up as my 100% self, I am not going to shame myself and I'm just going to sit with it and I'm going to love myself through it. So Yeah, I guess, you know, and this is a podcast where I talk about tools of like, you know, getting back to it and all that stuff. And like, I really, really do love and believe in all these tools, but I also really do think that there is space to give yourself the grace to be in acceptance of wherever it is that you're at and letting that wash over you, letting it be there, letting it sit and just breathing through that without forcing yourself out of it. So the next tool I would say is really, really helpful for me. And I really do talk about this on the show a ton is moving my body in a way that expels energy. And there are so many different ways that you can be moving your body. I mean, it really goes back to what feels good for you. We're all so different. For me, what makes me feel... And it it depends. Like It really depends on like the exact situation or what's going on in my life. But I tend to gravitate towards hot yoga... I tend to gravitate towards running, especially when I'm in these like moments where I feel just so much energy in my body and like I need to release it. I really do lean on running. I haven't run that much this year. I was in a car accident in January, which I have not talked about on the show, but I've barely been able to run. And I honestly do feel like a lot of like pent up energy that I have is because I need to just like run. 
I feel it. I know that I do. And I can't wait for when I just start doing it. I've gone on like a few jogs and they feel like a freaking high. But yeah, running, like moving my body in that way. Dancing. Dancing is straight up a full blown high for me. I love to dance. I go to Zumba when I'm in Miami. I like really just let it all out and just moving and sweating alongside people in whichever way you do is moving the stagnant energy in your body. It doesn't have to be this like daunting thing. I actually look forward to and enjoy all these things that I'm talking about. There are certain exercises that I do that I don't really enjoy that much. And I actually don't even feel like it's the same level of spiritual release of like this excess energy. So I really do think that there's something to energetically tapping into the things that feel like excitement and like you just want to move your body. And something else that might be a tool that could be available to some of you. I mean, I literally made made this be available to me in the pandemic, even in my small Brooklyn apartment. So I really do think that where there's a will, there's a way. But I have had a trampoline in my home for the past, I would say like three years at least. And whenever I'm like in the middle of the day, if I'm feeling some level of like pent up energy... I will just go on that trampoline and I'll just like jump and shake my hand, my hands and just move. I just move energy. It feels amazing. It's really good for your lymphatic system. Right now in my Miami apartment, I have it in the balcony. So I'll just go outside and I'll just like jump, jump, jump. And I'll like do twists. So it's like moving my spine. And that can literally be for five minutes. And when I tell you that I feel just so much better after, I don't think that we like grasp, but like truly that we are energetic beings and that this energy of thoughts and emotions that are kind of like a negative frequency that lives in our bodies. It lives in there. Things that serve us, things that don't serve us and all of this backlog of stuff, it's in there. And we move in order to get it out. So if you're lucky enough to have a body that's functioning, that you can move it, that you can sweat it out, it's really one of the tools that's like sometimes when I need like my body to work faster, not faster, but like for I need my body to kind of like get me in the motion so that my mind can then meet it. I'll use moving my body first to then like signal to my mind like, all right, okay, like we're moving, we're moving stuff around. We can start mentally releasing now. So moving my body. Then the next tool I would say with finding connection within myself is writing and journaling. I did a whole solo episode on journaling. I am just a huge advocate for writing. I find it to be the same expel of energy that I was talking about from moving in your physical body. I find it to be just the same exact thing for my mental. And I typically will work out first in the morning and then I'll journal after. Sometimes it's the opposite, but I do find that like once I move the stagnant energy in my system... And then I release from my mind and my brain. It's just... And my soul, really. Like writing is just... It feels like I understand myself better. I can get to root causes more or not even causes. Just like I get to know myself more. And it's... I do think that there's something really powerful about writing with your actual pen and paper. I mean, AI is... That's a whole other podcast. And there are so many amazing tools that are coming out to help us. But... I think that the connection points within ourselves, like we cannot lose sight of that. And I do think that writing, physically writing and seeing words that were in your mind and in your body on a paper in your own handwriting that your physical body put and you're seeing it, there's just nothing like it. And I really, really value that. I, I mean, 
I highly recommend it just as much as I would moving your body. But together, I think that they're really powerful. Another tool that I think is really helpful, and I I wish that I honestly reminded myself of this one more, is when I'm feeling disconnected to create space, like create physical space in my home, create space in my calendar, just create actual space without leaning on distractions during that time or that space. So in a physical sense, like literally, like if there is clutter in your home, if there's clutter in your vanity... That's where my clutter lives really is in the vanity. If there's clutter in your kitchen, like places where it's just congested, again, everything's a mirror. It's congested because you're congested spiritually. So if you can take note of that and create space and really eliminate that, then your mind starts to follow suit. So creating space physically, creating space in your calendar. Sometimes when I'm in those like disconnected phases and I just feel like I'm going through the motions, I'm just like, I need a day where I don't see anything on my calendar and I can just move from thing to thing or from space to space. And like that really helps me too. And then connecting with nature. There really is so much nature around us at all times. I'm currently in New York. I'm looking at a tree. I'm next to a park. Like in Miami, which is one of the biggest reasons why I moved back is that I needed to be closer to nature and specifically the ocean. Like I am a very, very big ocean girl. I love the beach. I love the sand. I love to like feel my feet on grass. I love to smell the ocean. I love the salt. It's very like, it feels like alchemy to me. There is a reason why the saying of nature is healing is a thing. And it really, really is. It's grounding us to our source. And when I'm feeling disconnected, I will put my feet in the grass on the ground. I will sometimes lay in the grass. Like the other day, I just, I was like, I just don't even feel like meditating. I just want to go. And I I went and walked by the water in my apartment in Miami. And I literally just went no phone, nothing, just by the water on the grass, laid fully flat, just staring at the palm trees. And I was like, nothing has served me more than just doing that and like not doing anything else, but just this, just finding ways that you can connect with nature in the day-to-day is just such a... It's so readily available. It's free. It's free. Like I I feel like there's so many things that people say that like cost so much money or like these memberships for these things. And it's like, this is entirely, entirely free. If in New York, you can find it, you can find it literally anywhere. Yeah. I would say that that's a tool that I really recommend. And last, but certainly not least is spending time with and connecting with people that feel safe to you, that feel good to you, and that remind you of your true self. And I just said that I I was talking about how I put that episode of Making Friends as Adults and how so many of you and so many people from so many walks of life reached out. And it was just a really big indicator to me that we are all really in it. Like we're all really, really feeling this and we're all craving deeper connection with one another. And while all of these tools that I talked about before are all tools of connecting with yourself, I think that those are all super important. And they are, again, like they proceed, like they, you have to do those, not have to, but like those connection points with yourself are what also are going to help mirror deeper and aligned connections with people in your life. I just genuinely do feel that connecting with people that make you feel like your true self. I mean, it's crucial for survival. So getting clear on who those people are in your life, they already exist. I also think that part of the conversation that I feel like I didn't hone in on enough 
make it clear enough is that there are already people in your life that do make you feel that way. Not seeking perfection in the people that are around you and like make, and, and I'm saying this to myself too, but like not seeking this like level of someone hitting all of these different boxes to be in your life. And I'm not saying to settle and not have like great standards for the people that you have in your life. I think that's super important. But I also think that it's like viewing people for who they are. And if they, for whatever reason, like that's the type of friend that you feel like you have a really good time going out and dancing with, or this is the type of friend that you love to go work out with, or this is the type of friend that you like to go to the farmer's market with, or this is the type of friend that you like to go get coffee with. Whatever it is, I think that like a part of the disconnect is that sometimes I find myself putting so much pressure on people to like hit so many different things when there are people that serve their purpose in your life that is not every single box. And that is absolutely okay. You are responsible for filling your cup. That's it. You're responsible for yours and meeting people where they're at on their journey with the places and spaces that make sense for where you're at and a relationship to them and not losing sight of the fact that you probably already have people in your life that do feel good in certain circumstances. And that is worth cultivating within those circumstances. And there are certain people that it just simply, it's time to just let go of. And that's, I mean, it's just, it it is what it is. But I do think that when, you know, we're in moments of feeling disconnected from self, finding and leaning on people that you feel like they just remind you of who you are and knowing who those people are and nourishing those relationships and telling them like, you mean something to me and like, I love you and I love spending time with you and I miss you and all these different things. Like it's, it's important. It's crucial to our survival and we're clearly all feeling it. So I would say that and like not putting so much pressure on yourself and others to be a certain way. And I say this to myself too, because I find myself sometimes being like, no, like this is like not exactly it, but it's like, that's okay. Like it's all a process and a journey. And like, that is okay. Back to the number one point, acceptance. Um, Acceptance without settling. So those are two different things. So all this to say is that connection really is everywhere. And like even even when we're like labeling a certain era as like, oh, I'm feeling disconnected. Like there's nothing you can do to actually be actually disconnected from self. Literally, there's nothing that we can do. We are one with it. So like, there's just, there's really nothing that we can do to actually separate ourselves from it. What we can do is just create distance. Distance from like a fogginess and from like a forgetting perspective, not from like a fact that you're actually separate from feeling connected. It's just like a momentary lapse of remembering. And so tools that help us remember, I think are so valuable. And the older I get, the more tools I find in my life that serve me and that help me come back. And again, back to the acceptance of it, knowing that being human means that there are going to be times that we're disconnected, period. A hard reality that I've just had to just be like, you know what? This is what it is. And this is what being human means. Loving yourself through those times is crucial. And I say this again, because I do this to myself, like putting this pressure to like be at a certain like superhuman level of aligned and fully connected all the time. It's not the path of being human. It's just not. So loving yourself and accepting yourself in the times that you are feeling that fogginess, that kind of like 
yearn to remember again, just loving yourself again through that. And I hope that this was helpful. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, which I really, really value this month as someone who has spoken vocally about my mental health journey and who I just, I really advocate for people sharing their truth because other people will just see themselves in it. Like when people share truth, it's really just others recognizing themselves in it. I hope that you know that if you're going through it, you are absolutely not alone. In fact, I was going through it a week and a half ago. So it really is just like we're all, if you're human, mental health is a part of your life. Whether or not you want to accept it, whether or not you want to be proactive or learn about tools or any of these things, it is literally part of being human. And I am just so here for sharing things that help and being hopefully a reminder that we're already it. Like we are already these connected, beautiful forces and that it's okay for time to time to just feel a little bit disconnected and finding the things that help us come back. So with that, I hope that you have a beautiful month. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you can give the show five stars wherever you listen, I would really, really appreciate it. And if you can write a review, it actually really, really helps. And I said this on the last podcast, but someone gave such a great review and it really helps with the numbers slash like bringing like-minded people into the podcast. So thank you. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode. And more importantly, thank yourself for choosing to learn more about how to come home to yourself. As always, take what resonates with you and simply let go of what doesn't. I would really appreciate it if you can give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, because that's the way that the show will continue to grow. And we are all about growth here. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week.